Good morning again. If y'all would open to Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is where we'll be this morning. As most of you are already aware, Pastor Charlie will be back next week, back in the pulpit. So we're looking forward to that. Please continue to keep him and his wife, Ceci, in prayer. They're enjoying their time off and just that God would refresh them and and just give them a, a continued vision and guidance for everything that he desires for, for us as a fellowship here. But this morning, we're going to be in Psalm 46. Last week, we talked a lot about the, the love of the Father. We talked to just about how much he loves us, what he desires for us, and, and just his, his perfect plan for our lives. And this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about a different aspect, and that's his strength, his might, his power. And so this morning we're going to talk about our, our God as refuge and strength. So we'll read Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3, and then we'll pray, and then we'll begin talking about some things. So Psalm 46, beginning in verse 1, says, To the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, desiring for, for you to speak to our hearts. Lord, that you would anoint and fill us afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit, that you would grant to us your understanding and discernment to rightly divide your word. Lord, I pray that you would give me your words to speak and not my own, and and that your voice would be clearly heard in each one of our hearts today. We continue to pray for Pastor Charlie and for his wife, Ceci, Lord, that, that you would just continue to pour out your blessings upon them, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, that you would give them rest, and Lord, that you would continue to, to give them a vision as they lead and guide us in the power of your Holy Spirit. And so we give you this time and all that we are, we ask and pray all of these things. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. So again, this morning we're going to talk about our refuge and our strength. And these are things that, that in practical application in our lives have to be from outside of ourselves. You know, there are countless things that, that have happened, I'm sure, to each one of us where other people have looked at us and said, I don't know how you've made it through that. I don't know how you managed to handle that. I don't know how you can do what you do going through what you're going through. And for each one of us, the, the answer to that, if you're a child of God, is that it's the strength of God. So he's our refuge, he's our strength. And I love the fact that, that it's described there as both. Because to me, in my mind, that covers all the bases. Because we go out in strength, and that's when we're constantly pushing forward, we're pressing onward to do everything that God has called us to do. But because we're faulty, frail creatures, there are still times that we blow it. We mess up, we, we make mistakes, we turn our eyes off of God, we, we go in the wrong direction, whatever it is, and we have to fall backwards. But we fall backwards, and if we do it correctly, we fall backwards to a position of strength, and that is God, because he's our refuge. And so it covers all the bases, whether we're, we're pressing forward, whether we've fallen back, he has to be our everything. And that's really what it comes down to in the Christian walk, because we're never really at a standstill. We're either pressing forward or we've fallen backwards. And so God is our everything. God is our, our strength, but he's also our refuge. 
And one of the things that, that I'm sure we all know from personal experience is that when we rely on our own abilities, whether it's our strength, our wisdom, our timing, whatever it is, that when we rely on these things, we struggle to make things work out right. Maybe it was that the timing was wrong. Maybe we, we had everything correct, but the timing just wasn't right for it. You know, there, there are countless things that have happened in our lives, whether it was relationships or job opportunities, whatever it was, that the timing just wasn't right. We felt like everything was in line, but the timing just wasn't there. Or maybe the timing was right, but we just felt like, like there was something else missing. Maybe we knew what we needed to do, but we just didn't have the ability or the strength in and of ourselves to accomplish it. You know, we felt like everything was there, everything was lined up and it was perfect and the timing was right, but it was just a little bit outside of the reach of our abilities. Or maybe we got both of those things, but we just didn't clearly understand what the problem was. We, we solved what we thought was the problem and it turned out that that was just a symptom of a bigger problem. So whatever it is, when we rely on ourselves, we mess up. And as I was reading through a devotional this week about Psalm 46, this, this little story came out and, and it was, to me, just a very, very clear picture of us trying to do things in our own strength. And it was taken from a letter that was sent to Ann Landers. It says, a woman came into the beauty salon and asked one of the hairstylists, do you know how to stop hiccups? The hair hairstylist said, sit in this chair, I'll be right back and I'll show you. She then went over to the shampoo bowl, soaked the towel in cold water, came back and smacked the lady in the face with it. The astonished woman jumped out of the chair and screamed at the stylist, why did you do that? The stylist replied with a smile, well, you don't have the hiccups now, do you? No, I don't, replied the baffled lady, but I didn't have the hiccups when I came in here either. My mother is sitting outside in the car and she's very upset because she has a stubborn case of hiccups would you care to go out there and smack her face with a wet towel? And, and I think that that very clearly illustrates us in our own strength, that we're always missing something. You know, even if we got almost everything right, it still just wasn't quite enough. You know, we, we just missed the boat just enough to make a mess of things. And so it's important for us to go through as we, we do this morning to understand that everything has to be in order and everything has to be in God's strength and God's time and God's wisdom. It has to be according to his will and his plan. And when it's not, it's like smacking the wrong person in the face with a towel. And, and you can only imagine, I'm sure, like that was probably a, a soft response. I'm sure that there were, were a lot of other things that took place in, in the response to that lady. But we all know what, it's, what it feels like to have gone out in strength and just to totally have messed up and blown it. But he starts here, he says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And that phrase there, very present, is to mean ever-present, to be always there, to be continuously available at every moment. It's not just sometimes, it's not just most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, you know, those of you guys that have satellite, you know, it's reliable 99.9% .9 of the time, and I always seem to get the 0.1%. You know, but, but everybody has these guarantees and they say, well, we'll, we'll be there 24 seven, 365 days a year. And then you actually need that person and they're nowhere to be found. You know, I was sharing last night that from the time that I was really a, a, 
an adult, I guess if you would call it that. I, was, I got my first cell phone when I was probably 17, and, and they were a little bit more prevalent at that point in time. So pretty much for all of my adult life, I've had a cell phone, and I don't even know what I would have done. I don't know how you guys survived without cell phones before those things were an issue. But a cell phone, in order to be effective and useful, still has to be charged, the ringer still has to be on, and there can't be any operator error. One of the things that tends to happen in my life is that the people that are closest to me, the people that I really need to get in touch with, the people that I need to get a hold of, have a couple of problems with that. One, either they forgot to charge the phone. Two, and this is gonna give away a lot of secrets, they leave it in their purse. Or the last one is that they heard it, they just couldn't find it. How do you do that? But, but for whatever reason, I'm trying to get a hold of them, trying to get in touch with them, you know, the sky is falling, whatever it is. There's something dramatic happening in my life and I need to talk to them and they're nowhere to be found. And we know what that's like. We know what that feels like to, to have counted on somebody, to know that, that this is gonna be the solution to our problem, to know that that person is gonna be there and then to actually need them or to need that thing in a situation and they're not there. But it says that he's ever present, very present, always continuously available to help in trouble. And literally that word trouble, what that means is a tight spot, a jam. And I think that, again, we can relate to that because when we get in those situations, when we've taken our eyes off of God, when we've gone off in our own direction, in our own will, our own strength, whatever it was, in us, it's a tight spot. It's a jam. It's something that we've gotten ourselves into and we literally can't get out of. Because that's when it becomes a problem. That's when it really becomes overwhelming. Because all the rest of the time, we, we have solutions. We think about ways that we can fix problems. Especially, you know, this is one of those things that, that people say the difference between men and women, that men always want to fix things. You know, sometimes women come home, your, your wife comes home and she just wants to tell you about what happened. And our first response as guys most of the time is, well, let me fix that, that problem that you had today. And so we're, we're constantly trying to do that. We're constantly trying to fix what went wrong. But he continues on in verse two, and he gives us some very clear descriptions of things that we cannot fix. He says, therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. So all of these things are, are what we would call natural disasters. Some people would even call them acts of God. These are things that despite all of the technological advances that we have made, that we still cannot stop. The best that we can do in most of these cases is to brace ourselves and hopefully to have gotten some kind of a, a, an early warning that we were at least a little bit better prepared about what's coming. But none of us have gotten anything close to being able to stop a tornado or a hurricane, a tsunami, an earthquake. Most of the time, especially when you, we talk about how are you going to battle an earthquake, well, what, what is the, what's the way to do it? For those of you that are from California, you just find a doorway, you find a, a safe, safe place, and you just sit, you just hide and you just hope that you can last, hope that you can make it through. And so these are the things that, that he's describing in this psalm. It's not just an enemy at the gates. It's not just the, the enemy spiritually. It's not another person in your life. It's not a heartbreak that you've gone through. It's not a, a financial loss that you've suffered. These are all things that are completely and entirely beyond our control. Things that there is no way we could stop. They're natural disasters. They're acts of God. And so he says, even in that, we will not fear because God is our refuge 
and our strength. We will not fear because of who God is. And to be reminded of that constantly, that's how we can battle the fear that comes along with most of these things, is to be reminded constantly and continually of who God is, that he is our refuge, he is our strength. And to understand that only God truly has the real ability to be able to handle these situations in his own strength. For us, what happens when we try to do it is we have what's, what I like to call a Samson moment. And so in Judges chapter 16, verses 16 through 21, we get a little bit of a description towards the end of, of Samson's life, towards the end of his story, about what exactly a Samson moment is. Again, Judges 16, beginning in verse 16, it says, And it came to pass, when she pestered him daily with her words, and pressed him, so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. And so what's taken place before 